Mysore Chakras, episode 105. To the extent that something or someone affects you is to the extent that it is your karma. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras. And we are back once again to learn ancient wisdom and techniques on how to maximize your energy, overcome obstacles, find your life's purpose and leave a legacy. And no matter where you are right now, I want you to take one large deep breath. <sighs> you see, one of the most popular recommendations that we've had on the show is to be mindful of your breathing. Because breathing the right way can change the way you feel, Action Tribe. And when you change the way you feel, you can change the way you react to any situation. And that's powerful, yet so simple to execute. Now, before we move into today's show, I want to invite you to join our email newsletter called Action Letters, where I share the most powerful tips, advice, and stories that I come across during the interviews. Now, the insights and stories that I share in this email series are exclusive, which means I don't share them anywhere else on the website. To join our tribe, all you have to do is visit my7chakras.com slash 27 download. Once again, that's my7chakras.com slash 27 download. Once you enter your email address, you will receive your welcome gift, a document containing 27 of the most inspirational quotes shared on the show so far. And you will also begin receiving my action letters, which will inspire you to take action and zoom towards your transformation. And with that, we come to the moment that we've all been waiting for. I'm really excited to bring you our featured guest for today, Dr. John Duyard. So John, are you ready to inspire? Yes, I am. Great. So Dr. John Duyard is a globally recognized leader in the fields of natural health, Ayurveda and sports medicine. He is a repeat guest on the Dr. Oz show and the former director of player development for the New Jersey Nets basketball team. Now, John, I've given our listeners a short intro, but I'm sure that our listeners would like to know more. So take about a minute to share. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. I heard the word the 1980 Ayurveda. And I got fascinated by the word and I was studying, uh, I was in chiropractic school at the time, studying acupuncture, and I just felt like I had to know more about this thing, this natural medicine of India. And in 1986, I got a chance to go to India for a three-week vacation and ended up finding a teacher who was willing to teach me Ayurveda. And I literally closed my practice in Boulder, Colorado and stayed there for a year and a half. Checked out of the world and just dove into Ayurveda fully. I met Deepak Chopra there a year and a half later. He was beginning to open up an Ayurvedic center in Massachusetts, asked me if I'd come back and direct the center with him, which I did for eight years. And and uh, traveled with Deepak uh, for many years. And, and, uh, and then he moved to San Diego, and I, I moved here to Boulder, Colorado, where I opened my own Ayurvedic center here in, uh, back in the early 1990s. And, uh, and here I am now, still totally fascinated by 
the combination of ancient wisdom and modern science. That's what I actually write about on my newsletter weekly is taking this incredible principles of Ayurveda's ancient wisdom, time-tested wisdom, and then I prove it with modern science. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the best combination of something that's been around for thousands of years. It's been troubleshooted, and now we have the science to back it up. Much different than just science alone, which, you know, you can prove coffee's good, coffee's bad, sugar is good, well, not sugar, but, but, you know, soy is good, soy is bad. Mm -hmm. Science can prove whatever it wants, but when you have thousands of years of something you know, and you have the science, hard to ignore that. Wonderful. And just to mention, we haven't really discussed Ayurveda before on this show. And I've been waiting to discuss about this wonderful topic because it's really powerful. And I think your episode comes at the right moment because many of our listeners have been requesting it. So let's move on. And I'm sure you agree that there is nothing as powerful as a changed mind. And while the topics we share on the show play a very key role in creating the change, we always take some time before each episode to get inspired so that we are able to absorb the information in the best way possible. Sound like a plan? Uh, it's a plan. Great. So what is your favorite inspirational quote? And also tell us how you apply this quote in your life. My favorite quote, the one that I truly aim to live by every day is to the extent that something or someone affects you is to the extent that it is your karma. Karma meaning action means that to the extent that someone affects you is to the extent that it is your opportunity to take a transformational action step and free yourself from letting their behavior, whether it be good or bad, make you into something that you're not. So in a way, you could say, do you stop doing them? Stop reacting to their behavior and start engaging in the truth of you. Ayurveda sometimes called the science of life. Ayur is life. Veda means science, but Veda also means truth. Ayur means life. So it really means at the deepest level, the truth of your life. So what Ayurveda is, is a science of life that teaches you how to bring your body into balance. So you have a a balanced body, a more clear mind, a heightened state of awareness. So you can see more clearly what your crazy mind has conjured up in the name of protective patterns of behavior, which we all created as young children. But we're still oftentimes projecting those patterns of behavior on the screen as adults. And many times those projections serve you well. But many times as adults, we find that they don't serve us well. We keep doing the same dumb thing again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And to the extent that something or someone affects you in a negative way, it's the extent that it's an opportunity for you to act. Transformational change. That's your opportunity, your karma, your karmic opportunity to act from the truth of you versus reacting to the illusion that they're projecting on their screen. I think that's really powerful. Action Tribe, you have the choice. There are many ways in which the people around you can react, people can talk, people can comment, especially since you're taking a new route, you're transforming your lives, you're doing stuff that you probably haven't done before, but you're taking action, you're learning new things, and people might react in a very different way compared to before. But it's up to you how you react to what they say and how you carry on your journey. It's your karma. So thanks a lot for sharing that powerful quote. And with that, let's dive in. What really inspired you to start LifeSpa.com? You know, I was completely fascinated by the science of Ayurveda. And the more I studied it, the more fascinated I became. And what we're finding today more than ever is that what Ayurveda knew thousands of years ago, which was so subtle, you know, things like how you ate your food, 
who cooked your food, the way it was prepared, uh, the way you interact with your loved ones, your spouse, your family, the subtle, energetic, emotional relationships that you have are now being shown by science to be the most profound. For example, your microbiome, we have makes it you know, 90% of the cells in the human body. We now know that those bugs that do the heavy lifting for every single physiological function in your body, including your mood and your intuition and your spiritual development, and that's all science, by the way, mm-hmm. all of those, those bugs are directly affected by what you think, what you experience, what you say, what you feel, what you expose yourself to. And this is an Ayurvedic principle thousands of years old that we're only just beginning to understand now that those bugs are so incredibly sensitive that they morph uh, based on stress. They morph based on anger and emotion. You could take a container of yogurt with microbes in it, you know, probiotics in it, put it on the counter and yell and scream. And the bugs on the counter in the, in the jar of yogurt will dramatically shift based on that, those emotions. We can take the fecal matter from an anxious mouse and put it into a calm mouse, and the calm mouse will get anxious. We can also take uh, the saliva from someone and put it in a jar and put it in the next room mm-hmm. and then have someone watch uh, violent movies, and the saliva with a polygraph inside of it will jump off the chart in the next room. We are so quantumly connected, and the science is beginning to prove what Ayurveda said thousands of years ago. That is the fascinating part, that how did they know that the body was so sensitive and that these subtleties are so profound? And, you know, of course, Ayurveda also has lifestyle, diet, routine, nutrition, how to bring your body back into balance, fix your digestive system, how to exercise, all of that. And, of course, that foundation of physical balance supports, you know, heightened awareness. And then, of course, spiritual progress so you can be free, free to be yourself, not have to react to the environment or react to the stress of other people, you know. And that's the beauty of Ayurveda. It's, it's such a powerful science that teaches us how to really enjoy and maximize our lives. Wonderful. So moving on to a term that goes hand in hand with Ayurveda, dosha. Now, many of our listeners have asked this and want to really know more. But what exactly is dosha? Well, the body is a Ayurveda is the science of life in a fundamental way. So it means uh, how do we interact with nature? How do we connect and interact with all aspects of life? So what we now know is that every time the seasons change, the environment changes. The microbes in the soil dramatically shift. Different plants are harvested in different times of year. And we, as human beings, reflect those aspects, those governing principles of nature. For example, winter, Mm -hmm. which is cold and dry, has certain qualities about it that are at the subtlest microbial level. But we also know that there's people who generally are more cold and dry, who have more winter qualities in them. They're, they always wear a coat and a jacket and a hat. They always seem to be cold. They never feel warm enough. They always need more blankets. And these are winter people, or, or mm. we call vata, or which is governed by air. And they are moving fast, thinking fast. They worry a little bit. They get dry because air will dry you out. So this is a, a in our body, we have these principles of nature that predominate inside of us. Some people have summer qualities, which are hot and fiery and aggressive and, and driven and, and focused. And they can get inflamed 
such the word inflamed for flame and that they have a lot of inner heat and drive. And those people, they never need to wear a jacket. They never need to wear a coat. And I'm sure ever, all the listeners know people who never need a jacket, never need a coat. And they have a lot of natural fire inside of them. They have a lot of natural summer qualities. And these are the doshas. And the, the last dosha, there's three principles. And the last one relates to spring. And spring is a wet, rainy, muddy, congested time of the year. And people who have a lot of spring, we call it kapha qualities. Kapha means the cough or congestion. Those qualities are congestive. And people who have a lot of spring-like qualities are going to hold on to more water, maybe gain more weight, be easygoing, mellow, calm, generous, giving, loving, happy-go-lucky. The pitta, fiery summer types are aggressive, competitive, and driven. And the vata, winter, you know, types are creative and artistic. You know, I always say if you're uh, a caveman, you know, millions of years ago or thousands of years ago, the vata body types would be drawing pictures on the cave walls and, and creating and looking at the stars. And the pitta type will be, would be, you know, building, you know, an extra room with a balcony overlooking the valley, making bigger fires, always changing things, never satisfied, always creating new things, inventing. And the kapha types are sitting around the fire, telling stories, saying, will you stop banging on the walls, making a new window? Come on here, sit down, let's tell some stories. And what's interesting about that is that we all have all three of those, but we all know that some people just have more of those super easygoing kapha qualities or driven pitta qualities or, or very artistic, creative vata qualities. And we put it all together, that makes us who we are. Wonderful. I loved your explanation. And Action Tribe Ayurveda is the study of life and how we interact with nature. And as Dr. John mentioned, we as humans reflect those aspects of nature. Some do have or some have more summer qualities, some have more winter and some have those of spring. Now, we're recording this episode in the month of May and everyone wants to look great, want to feel great and really wants to enjoy most of the summer season. And Dr. John, the word detox and cleanse are on everyone's mind. So from the Ayurvedic perspective, what is the goal of a cleanse? It's very important that when you cleanse, you realize that what we're talking about when we say cleanse is fat-soluble chemicals and toxins that are environmental that find their way into your blood, into your fat, into your liver, into your brain. Literally, in America, we dump 400 billion pounds of toxic chemicals into the environment every single year. 72 million of them are cancer-causing. And we have mercury that lines even all of your organic vegetables. So when you are eating your organic spinach, there's mercury from the cold mine plumes that cover all those vegetables and they don't wash off. Now, mercury can be detoxified if you have a very strong digestive system. But if the digestive system is broken down, let's say you once were able to eat wheat and dairy, but now you can't. You once were able to eat you know, certain foods, but now you can't. You're watching your digestive system to get weaker and weaker and weaker. Mm-hmm. You're starting to take foods out of your diet. That also means not only is your digestion getting weaker, and yeah, you can take this food or that food out of your diet, but you can't take, unfortunately, the toxins out of the environment. So your ability to digest well is your ability to detoxify well. So in Ayurveda, we never just do a cleanse. We always do a digestive reset to reboot your digestive strength. Because if the body took a toxin and wasn't able to digest it and therefore detoxify it properly, 
the body will say, you know what, I'm going to put that into the bloodstream and it'll get stored in some fat cell somewhere. Now, if you go and do a cleanse and chelate or pull all those fatty toxins out of your brain, out of your liver, out of your fat cells, and now they're circulating around and the liver put them into the fat cells for a reason, the liver is going to be like, who did this? Who took all these fat toxins out of the fat cells? I put them there for a reason. I don't have time to detoxify that. This is going to be overwhelming. And those fatty toxins can now find their way into your brain. And that's 60% fat. So it's very important that when before you detoxify, you understand that it's not about just you know pushing your body into some endurance cleansing event. Like in Ayurveda, we have three different cleanses. Mm-hmm. We have the Colorado cleanse, which is a two-week digestive reset and detox. We have a free uh, short home cleanse, an e-book called the short home cleanse that everybody can get for free. And we have a lighten up emotional cleanse, but all designed with a digestive reset in place. And how Ayurveda does the detox is, is I think, fascinating. What they do is they take clarified butter or ghee, which is a fat. It's the, it's the purified fat of milk, which is primarily a fatty acid called butyric acid. It's what butter got its name from. And it turns out that there's microbes inside of your intestinal tract that literally make butyric acid for a living. Literally, your gut makes ghee for a living. And that fatty acid that is the number one primarily, the number one fat in ghee is the primary driver of, of immunity for your intestinal tract. It feeds your microbes and supports the health and function of every cell that lines your intestinal tract. And when you think about that, you go, how did they know Thousands of years ago, they took milk and boiled it and purified it. It would make a fat that was the exact same fat that your own intestinal tract is making as the primary fuel supply for your intestinal cells and your own microbiology. It's mind-boggling that they knew that. Well, these fats, when you put them in the intestinal tract, they force your gallbladder to contract and to clean out. They force, they actually go into your tissues, and it's actually got a scientific name. It's called lipophilic mediated detox, which means that fats like fats. So when you put fats into your system, they hook onto other fats, and they bring those fats back into the bloodstream, but they're attached to fats, and they get processed through the intestinal tract into the toilet. And, and that's what this cleanse does, and there's good science behind that. That if you take these fats, they chelate heavy metals, environmental pollutants, pesticides, preservatives, uh, certain chemicals. Uh, Fourteen different heavy metals were shown to be taken out of these out of the fat cells by using this ghee as a kind of as a cleansing technique. So it's a, a beautiful way to detoxify, very safe. For example, our four day short home cleanse, which is a free ebook download. It basically is super simple. Mm-hmm. You take ghee. For four days, two teaspoons the first day, then four, then six, then eight in the morning. And during that time, eat a completely no-fat diet. And we suggest you take a substance called kitchari, which is split yellow mung beans and rice cooked together in the soup. And you eat that for four days while you take this kitchari in the morning. And that forces the body into fat metabolism. It forces the gallbladder to contract, makes you into a better fat burner. And, um, of course, immediate chelates these fat-soluble toxins out of your fat cells. And and, uh, Women's World Magazine took my ebook off my website and did a focus group with 40 different people. And the average person lost 11 pounds in four days from from their clients. They did did a a whole feature story on it. So it's super simple right off the web. Grab it, use it, enjoy it, and, and get a healthy, safe, 
very effective way to detoxify yourself. Wonderful. I'm sure our listeners would want to get their hands on that particular ebook. Now, I've seen some of your videos on YouTube, really amazing videos. And over there, you speak about the connection between Ayurveda and the lymphatic system. So for someone listening to this episode right now, could you talk to us a bit about the connection between Ayurveda and the lymphatic system? Yeah, you know, this is fascinating, really. Thousands of years ago, they predicted that there were lymphatic vessels in the brain and the central nervous system that drained the brain. Mm -hmm. Eight months ago at the University of Virginia, they found lymphatic vessels in the brain. Up until that point, Western science had deemed the brain and the central nervous system completely devoid of any lymphatic vessels. Now they know that the brain literally detoxifies three pounds of toxic chemicals and plaque out of the brain every single year through these newly found, newly discovered lymphatic vessels. It's hard to believe that they could just only recently have discovered an anatomical structure after all these years. It doesn't even make any sense, but they were, they were hidden in, in a very unique way. And, and guess where they found these lymphatic vessels? exactly where Ayurveda predicted they would be, or didn't even predict them. They knew they were there thousands of years ago, right along what's called the sagittal sinus. So if you look at a Mohawk haircut right across the top of your head, mm -hmm. that's exactly where these lymphatic vessels drain. And guess what? They've linked these vessels, these congested lymphatic vessels to autoimmune conditions, infections, inflammation, and mood disorders like anxiety and depression. And what Ayurveda said thousands of years ago is that this sagittal sinus is a place where the brain drains toxic waste and old process emotions. It's powerful, powerful therapy. Matter of fact, I have one of those therapies uh, on my website for free called the Sinus Cleansing Your Sinuses and Emotional Baggage. It's an article that I wrote. And uh, we'll, we'll put it on the, the uh, page for you guys, for you guys to look at this. But I want to tell you a quick story if I have a minute. I had a patient of mine, she came to me with a goiter, a big grapefruit-sized inflammation of her neck, of her thyroid gland. And it was very high, hyperthyroidism. Her numbers were over 2,000, very dangerous. I said, boy, you should maybe talk to your medical doctor, get this solved. We worked together. We gave her this therapy that's in this, this emotional baggage sinus cleansing technique that's on my website you guys can, can practice where you sniff uh, herbs and oils into your sagittal sinus and clean out this, this, these lymphatic vessels of your brain. And because so much of what we have to deal with in Ayurveda is old mental and emotional patterns of behavior, I also had her do some emotional journaling while she was doing these cleansing therapies. And she came to me afterwards. She said, you know, after I had this, this sinus cleansing treatment and I was journaling in my journal, I had this epiphany where I was abused when I was 14 years old. And I completely forgot, completely forgot that abuse. And I blocked it out of my mind. But what I, when, I was, when I was having and witnessing this event, I saw my life before that event, this incredibly happy-go-lucky child. Then I saw this event. Then I saw myself as a type A, hyper-stressed, 90-hour-week corporate executive, perfectionist, hyper-driven, color-coded closets, perfect house, perfect car, perfect nails, perfect dress. Everything she did was perfect. Drove herself into adrenal exhaustion, blood sugar issues, and now her thyroid was exploding. And she looked at that and she said, that 10-minute event that I had completely blocked out, she looked at her life before, happy-go-lucky kid, and her life after, stressed out just to faith and be perfect to be safe. And she said, yeah, it wasn't great. That, that was terrible, but it wasn't worth 20, 25 years of my life. And she had said to me, I just dropped it. I was able to just let it go. And in that moment, she let this emotion go because she had awareness of, awareness of it at a very deep level. And 
Her thyroid, after five days, completely normalized. Her numbers came down 400 points in a week, and within six months, her thyroid completely normalized. Within a year and a half, she was pregnant. Powerful therapy. And Ayurveda said thousands of years ago that cleaning out that sagittal sinus will release that, you know, when you have a a traumatic event in your life and it's hard and you lose someone you love, but somehow as humans, we're able to sort of forge through it and get over it and move on. It's never maybe perfect or great, but we live on, you know. And they say that that is because emotions are blocked, so we don't have to feel the pain so much in that sagittal sinus, that Mohawk-related lymphatic vessels in the brain. And these techniques are designed to clean those lymphatic vessels and allow us to release and create a heightened level of awareness. So we can stop functioning in life based on the trauma and start functioning in life based on our truth. Again, to the extent that something affects you, like an old emotion, is an opportunity for you to act based on your truth and free yourself from those emotions. And it doesn't mean drag yourself through the mud. In her story, she didn't sit there and dwell over the event. She barely even noticed it. She said, it was okay. It was terrible, but it wasn't, I wasn't, she said to me, I wasn't focused on that event. I was focused on my life before and after, and I wanted to get my life back. And it was a transformational change for her. And and that's what these lymphatics of the brain actually have the power to do. Uh, and there's so much more information about in Ayurveda about the lymph. The lymph is the number one system we treat in Ayurveda. It's the drains in the body. And if the body is not draining waste well, then how are you going to get the blood and the nutrients in very well? It's like your house. If you're going to, if your toilets are clogged or your drains are clogged, I mean, you're in trouble. You can't go fix your faucets, which is the blood coming in. You have to take care of the drains first. And we in the West, we just look at the blood, evaluate the blood, take your blood, blood pressure, you know, is cholesterol high in your blood, is your, you know, all these things in the blood and, and very little understanding of the lymphatic system at all. And, and that's one of the, I think one of the gifts that Ayurveda has done and what I write about is, and which is so fascinating actually, is that there is so much new compelling science with her lymphatic, with all about the lymphatic system. They're just beginning to understand how to measure it. Mm-hmm. And what they found is that this ancient understanding of Ayurveda being a lymph, the lymph system being a delivery system for energy, being a detoxifying system and an immune-based system is very, very real. In fact, if you don't digest well, let's say your digestion broke down, you used to eat wheat and dairy, now you can't. These digestive weaknesses are letting undigested foods like proteins and fats go into the digestion undigested. And they're too big to enter into your into your bloodstream. So where they go is they congest the collecting ducts of your lymph. And your lymph is supposed to drive energy in between meals so you feel energized throughout the day. So if you find yourself feeling tired, holding on to water, swelling, achy, mm-hmm. stiff in the morning, congested, sinus, hypersensitivity reactions, these are drain-clogging events. And many times it's the, it's the, there was another, another study that I, that I wrote about recently, so Ayurvedic in nature. And they said there's three major causes of aging. And it's the aging of the microbiology in your intestinal tract, the skin of your intestinal tract that, that your microbes live on, and the lymphatic vessels that drain your intestinal skin. Those three things. I call it the most important half inch in your body, which lines your entire intestinal tract, flattened out, it's as big as a tennis court, huge amount of surface area. If that's gotten congested or yucky, or those cells are aging, it's directly linked to the aging of the entire body. So what Ayurveda says, let's put our eggs into that basket. Let's heal that intestinal skin. Let's support an environment for good microbiology. So you don't have to take probiotics for the rest of your life. Let's create an environment so you can grow your own bugs and keep them there. And let's make sure your lymphatic system, which drains your intestinal tract from top to bottom, is functional so it can deliver energy, support immunity, and 
and also uh, detoxify you in the most efficient way possible. It's such a powerful discovery how how ancient wisdom sort of, you know, in a way, I almost feel like if the scientists would just know Ayurveda, they would know what to study next because there's so much profound wisdom there waiting to be discovered. And that's that's what I get the luxury to do every day is write about the connections and connect those dots every day. It's fascinating. Wonderful. It's amazing to note that thousands of years back, they said that the brain has lymphatic vessels, the place where the brain drains toxic waste and negative emotions and modern science just found it about eight years back. So action takers, remember, you need to take care of your drains before repairing the faucet. Now, I'm sure that many of our listeners aren't new to the concept of detoxing, but according to your experience, what are some of the common mistakes that people make when going about a detox? Well, I think the biggest one is that you have to remember this, right? The body will burn fat when it is relaxed. When you see a bear in the woods, for example, the body is going to store fat and crave and burn all the instant fuel, which is your sugar. So in, in a detox, you truly want to reset your ability to burn fat, calm fuel, stable fuel, long-lasting fuels, sleep through the night fuel, handle stress like water off your duck's back fuel. This is what fat burning does. And we as a culture have lost the ability to do that. We need food every two hours to feel good. Mm-hmm. We need a nibble, snack here and there. We're stressed out. We, we are constantly storing our fat. That's the emergency fuel. So because we're under so much stress, we keep storing the emergency fuel and gain more weight. We never feel like we have enough fuel because all the good fuel is stored and we burn and crave the quick sugar burning, you know, processed for fuel that gives us a quick, you know, brain high and then lets us down. And then shortly thereafter, we're craving. So when you detoxify, and I tell my cleansers this all the time. If you're straining or struggling or feel like you're on an endurance event, the body's going to respond to that as an emergency, and it's going to store fat and crave more sugar and literally undermine anything related to being a detoxification. If you want to detoxify well, you have to create an environment where the body can burn its own fat, which means no strain. So in our cleanse, I say you have to eat three meals per day. And if you're starving, you need to eat. We have three different diets. We have just kitchery only, kitchery and vegetables, or kitcheries and vegetables, soup, salad, and fruit. So we give you three meals per day. So wherever you're at in your blood sugar ability and your fat-burning ability, we have a diet for you that allows you not to strain. As soon as you strain, you know, a lot of cleanses are all about strain. You have to push. You have to start. You have to use willpower. You know, you're, you're really forcing your body into an emergency starvation state. And as soon as it gets a chance to eat some food, it's going to eat it and store it as quick as it came back. Trust me, I started cleansing when I was 18 years old and, uh, you know, pushed myself into a lot, a lot of different cleanses and felt like I was what I call the cleansing casualty, mm-hmm. where if I, you know, soon I cleansed, I felt great, 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 great. As soon as I stopped cleansing, I was shortly thereafter feeling toxic, wasn't eliminating as well or digesting as well as I once. And I found that the cleanses sort of made me addicted in a way and spent a lot of years really understanding with Ayurveda the delicate nature of your intestinal skin and, and how we have to be kind and gentle to that very delicate skin because the microbes on there, they're like super picky. They don't like stress. They don't like really aggressive, astringent, harsh foods. In our way, we call it a sattvic diet, a diet that is very nourishing and soothing to the intestinal skin 
as opposed to very aggressive and stimulating. Wonderful. Now, I'm sure that by this point, all of our listeners have just one question on their mind. How do I go about detoxing my body using Ayurveda? So is there a technique that you'd like to recommend for our listeners? Well, you know, like I said earlier, I think the, the easiest way if you really want to do a detox in spring is a phenomenal way time a year to do that because the spring is when the if you look at what's happening in nature it's a it was hard being harvested it's a low fat harvest and so you have leafy greens and sprouts and berries and cherries there's not a lot of there's no meat and potatoes generally speaking that's sort of winter food the grains were harvested in the fall they're gone by spring you're digging up roots eating sprouts it's it's an austere time of the year really nothing's really started to kick in and grow yet so that low fat time of the year is going to force us to actually burn our own fat. And when we burn our fat, we naturally detoxify. So it's a great time of year to piggyback on what the body is already trying to do. In addition, the deer, when the, when the ground softens, they dig up the, the bitter roots that are buried under the ground, the rhizomes. And they're very, they're alkaloid-rich, berberine-rich, liver-cleansing, blood-purifying roots. So in the old days, people would go and dig up those roots before the sprouts came, put it in their soups and stews, and they would basically live on dandelion root and burdock root and Oregon grape and all these roots. And they would live on these roots, and it would naturally clean the intestinal tract. Mm -hmm. Then, after you had these roots and dandelion root teas for a, a little while, the sprouts would come out of the ground. And when the sprouts would come out in early spring, those, those fluorescent greens loaded with chlorophyll fertilize the very good bacteria of your intestinal tract. And then after that, you start seeing, you know, things like uh, more leafy greens and more berries and cherries start to come out. And those red foods like berries and cherries that will dye your skin or stain your clothes, they're natural lymphatic movers. And remember, the lymph lines the intestinal tract. So when you look at what nature did in the spring, they said, I'm going to give you the bitter roots to cleanse and scrub your intestinal tract and get your liver cleaned out and burn some fat. I'm going to give you the greens to fertilize the good bacteria. And I'm going to give you these berries at the end of spring before summer begins to clean out that lymphatic system and a one, two, three punch to make all that happen. Now, so that's one way to do it. And you can go to my, we have grocery lists for free for that give you all the foods harvested in the springtime where you can kind of shop from those grocery lists. And uh, we'll put that on our page here at lifespot.com slash chakras. You can look at all that cool information and just shop from that grocery list. But also, if you want to take it a little further and do your own four-day cleanse, like I said before, you know, download the free short home cleanse ebook and just do that that short home cleanse. We do the ghee for four days. We do the no-fat diet for four days, either the kitchery, kitchery vegetables or kitchery with soup, salad or fruit. And you take a little bit more ghee every day and you put yourself through this very simple, very graceful, non-stressful four-day spring cleanse. Great way to start out. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing. Now, our listeners are fondly referred to as action takers because as you might agree, information is great, but execution is also important. So in order to build some momentum, is there a simple yet effective health tip that you'd like to give our listeners to build their overall health? You know, I think for years and years and years in practice, I think I uh, fundamentally gave one technique and it has to do with lifestyle. You know, how you live your life every day makes a huge difference. And we now have a thing in Western medicine called circadian medicine. Mm -hmm. And they say it's going to revolutionize medicine as we know it. Circadian medicine means just living in connection with the light-dark cycles, which the very first primitive cell billions of years ago had had circadian rhythms to it. Ayurveda 101, it talks about living in sync with the natural circadian rhythms. This is not new information, but it's profound because we... Studies show that our cells, our genes, have begun to lose their natural connection to the circadian rhythms of nature. In other words, we have, because of our stress, have disconnected our genes 
from nature's rhythms. And that is bad because that, like they're saying now in Western science, that getting us reconnected could revolutionize medicine as we know it. And this is an Ayurvedic principle sort of, everybody learns it the first day of Ayurvedic class. So super, super simple. And here I tell you how I learned it. I was 27 years old. I went for my first Ayurvedic consultation and the doctor, uh, nurse took my blood pressure and I was meditating, doing yoga and, and exercising. But it was my first year of practice and it was stressful being in practice and trying to stay on time and all that. And my blood pressure was high, 135 over 95. At 27, that's not good. And the nurse took my blood pressure a bunch of times and said, John, you've got blood pressure problems. And I said, God, this is impossible, you know? And the uh, doctor came in, looked at me and he said, what do you have for lunch? And I said, well, I have a really busy practice practice and I have a big breakfast and a big supper and I'm usually running behind for my lunch. I don't get much of lunch. I eat something on the run and gobble, gobble and, you know, go. But I have a really nice breakfast and a really nice supper. And he said, go home, have a nice warm cooked meal in the middle of the day and you'll never have high blood pressure again. And I was like, come on, really? This is, give me some Ayurvedic medicine and fix this thing. Cause this is a, <laughs> I don't want blood pressure. I'm 27. This can't be true. And he goes, you don't need any medicine. You just need to stop in the middle of the day and eat. Well, now we know that Science is telling us that there are microbes that turn the digestive system on. There are, there are circadian clocks in your digestive system that turn the digestive on in the middle of the day. And if you, and then in the afternoon, the nervous system wants to be engaged. So the idea was, you know, historically was you eat the biggest meal in the middle of the day, which we all know the farmers did in Europe, they do it that way. And in the afternoon, all that food gets digested and then delivers a fresh fuel to your nervous system, which is the big gas guzzler. But if, like I was doing, pushing myself through the morning, not getting a lunch, and then going in the afternoon with no gas in my tank, my brain said, hey, where's all the fuel? I'm like, you know, all I have is a piece of dark chocolate to get through the afternoon. That's all I got. And the brain would say, well, it's not going to do it for me. And the brain would trigger the adrenals to trigger stress-fighting hormones. And that stress-fighting hormone will kick in and trigger your weak link, whatever it was. And for me, it was high blood pressure. And now, you know, I'm pushing 60. I'm going to be 60 this year. My blood pressure is 110 over 70. And I've been living that lifestyle. We did a study on this lifestyle by having a big lunch and a light dinner. Matter of fact, we had people eat breakfast, lunch, supper, bed, no snacks. We watched them lose significant amount of weight. Their energy, vitality, cravings, exhaustion, sweets, anxiety, and depression were significantly improved in just six weeks by having three meals a day, no snacks, and a nice, big, relaxing lunch. So powerful, powerful medicine. So, you know, think about in your lifestyle, think about, hey, when you, you, know, when you go to bed at night, think about, where am I going to get breakfast tomorrow? Where am I going to get lunch tomorrow? Where am I going to get supper tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Do I have that mapped out? Or am I just going to go, you know, Russian roulette and take a chance and see where I end up? If you're just doing that, going in and seeing, well, I'll just take it, play it by ear. Chances are it doesn't always work out very well. You end up missing a lunch or gobbling here or grabbing something on the run. And that, if you don't get enough fuel in the middle of the day to feed your brain in the afternoon, that will push on your genetic weak link predisposition. And, you know, we all have these genetic predispositions we're all talking about now. Those genes are not the issue. It's the stress and the lifestyle that you push on those genes that express those tendencies. It's not the genes. It's the lifestyle that pushes. Mm -hmm. Those are what we call epigenetic factors. And the science, when you start hearing the science of, you know, get your genes checked and now you're at risk for this, that is a premature science. It's not matured and developed. The reality is, is those genes do not have to express 
And, and that is an art core. And understanding how to live in sync with those natural cycles is a such powerful medicine. Those are some really powerful insights. We'll have that up in the show notes as well. Action Tribe, to access the show notes for this episode, visit my 7 slash 105. That's my 7 forward slash 105. The time is always right to do what is right. This is a powerful quote by Martin Luther King Jr. Action takers, age is just a number and sometimes we tend to look back at our lives in regret for not doing something, for not taking action at the right moment or missing out on an opportunity. But the truth is, you can't change the past. So get back to the here and now. You have to trust the universe because it has a plan for you. And that is the reason why you're listening to this episode today. Now that you have some really quality, insightful, actionable information that you listen to today, it's time to take action and execute because as Mr. King rightly said, the time is always right to do what is right. And on the very topic about time, John, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. What was your initial reaction to that challenge? And then how did you overcome it? Boy, wow. I can take you back to 1998, Christmas Eve. My daughter, my oldest daughter was five years old and she looked on the TV set and she said, hey, daddy, I think, is that your building? I think it's on fire. She was watching the local news. And I looked on the TV set, and sure enough, my building, my clinic, my Ayurvedic clinic was on fire. And it burned for three days and burned to the ground. And we, we uh, had about a big, big building. We had, a, we had all the best Ayurvedic or natural doctors in that building in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a terrible, terrible thing. And, and uh, I got sued for $13 million because uh, some of the, the, the clothes in the dryer from the Ayurvedic treatments that we did spontaneously combusted. And so very, very long story. And, and, uh, and my daughter looked at me after a couple of days, she goes, is, is daddy going to be this sad during Christmas? Is that what's going to happen? And I heard her say that. And, you know, I looked around and, and I realized that all the stuff away, the clinic away, you know, but there's what they couldn't take away was my ability to love and care and connect with my family. And it was a really great awakening. And I, at that moment, I said, you know, I'm not going to fight this thing. I'm not going to sue because the, 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 the owner revented my dryer and made it really long and probably caused the fire himself. Cause, and, uh, and I said, you know, I'm not going to sue anybody for this. I'm just going to let it go. I told my attorney, I said, send me all this stuff. I'm going to, if you want me to know anything, call me because I'm putting all these big, huge packages of papers that they send me every week into a big box in my garage next to my garbage cans. I'm not opening any of it. So if you want me to read anything, please call me. And, uh, and I just let it go. And I started just living my life. And, and uh, I ended up uh, writing a book. And uh, that's when I got the job with the New Jersey Nets, was the director of player development for them. And then I was doing some camps in India, giving back. And we had uh, Ayurvedic companies giving us medicines for free to the very poor people in the Himalayan foothills near, near Nepal. And I was in the most remote place possible you could ever imagine. And I mean, I couldn't find myself again if I wanted to. And a little boy comes up and he goes, Dr. John, Dr. John. And, 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 I, and I looked up, I see, yeah, yeah, over here. And he reaches into his pocket and he takes out a fax, which was crinkled up for days and days and days. And I look at it and the fax said that the lawsuit was settled out of court and it was all over. And I looked at that and I said, you know, I'm so glad I didn't live my life in this panic that I was being sued. You know, I just live my life going forward. 
And I decided to be grateful for the awareness that I had that, yeah, I had a choice to be depressed. I had a choice to worry about stress. I had a choice to worry about the fact that I was being sued for $13 million and we were basically going to get bankrupt. And I had a choice to do that. But I just chose not to do that, and I chose to live my life. And I got a job with the New Jersey Nets, made three times as much money as I could have otherwise, wrote a book, went to India, had all this incredible, beautiful time. And beautiful things happened, and I made such great connections in India and served, you know, and gave back to India after giving me so much knowledge by living there in India and, and gaining the wisdom of Ayurveda. And, you know, I guess the point there in the message is, you know, Bad things happen, but, you know, as we all have heard, you know, there, there always is a silver lining. There always is an opportunity in every, you know, it's responding to feelings of affliction with affection, mm-hmm. not letting the environment make you into something that you're not. We have good science now to suggest that the human body is fundamentally loving. Its microbes thrive in love. Epigenetically, we thrive in love. The telomeres on our chromosomes that make us live longer thrive in love. We have our, our oxytocin, which is a longevity and health hormone. It thrives in a loving environment, in a giving environment, a caring environment. So we have a choice to respond to the very stressful, dangerous world we live in or act on the truth of us, the Ayurveda of us, the ability for us to be free to do us instead of responding to the stress and the fear that the world wants to impose upon us. And, and, and that's the message of Ayurveda. As you become more balanced in your body, the clarity of your mind is there so you can see the truth and you can see how your body has reacted in, protective, in a protective fashion and created patterns of behavior that aren't serving you as well as they can. I call it playing the game of life, living your life in a way where you're looking for the opportunities to shed those fearful, stressful patterns and, and transform them with positive, loving, giving, caring ones. And that's what that, that taught me such a huge lesson to not let, not to go down with that ship because it was very easy to get depressed at that time, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. That is really powerful. You shared that your clinic was on fire. And in addition, you're going to be sued as well. And at that point, your daughter asked, is daddy going to be sad during Christmas? And you realized that no one can take away your ability to love and only you have that choice. You decided to just let go and live your life going forward. That is truly inspirational. And Action Tribe, as you overcome your obstacles, you attain victories and you take on new challenges, you will on many occasions come across a fork road where you have to make a decision. In such a situation, go back to your intuition, your higher mind and ask your immortal self about that decision that is to be made your intuition will take you in the right direction but remember as always you have a choice because as alan cohen once said every choice before you represents the universe inviting you to remember who you are and what you want so john have you found your life's calling and if yes what is your life's calling oh yes no doubt about it you know i think my life's calling has always been teaching and sharing giving and you know over the years it's become very clear that you know, the passion that I have for, you know, taking the cobwebs off the ancient pearls of wisdom and dusting them off with modern science and proving that these ancient, that this ancient wisdom is as profound as the most cutting edge science that we know of and writing about that and sharing that way mm-hmm. and giving it away for free. I mean, most of what we give, what we do here is at LifeSpa is completely for free. So people really have uh, the ability to, you know, get the information 
and change their own lives. Wonderful. So looking back at your life now, was there ever magical moment beyond which you were pretty confident that your life was about to change? Take us back to that very moment. Well, I think, you know, the most magical moment was probably when um, I was invited to stay in India permanently and study Ayurveda. And yet I had $50,000 in student loans, which was a lot back in 1986. I had a clinic that I had just opened up in Boulder, Colorado. I was had done a clinic before that in Iowa where I, where I was under another doctor learning. So I just had opened up my own clinic and getting everything going. And I went to India for this trip and I was presented with the opportunity to stay and change everything. And, uh, and I let it go. I let everything go. And I took a, a leap of faith into the wind and it took me here, you know, and I think that's the, the, the message is to, you know, for me, it was taking that risk to let nature, you know, drive the chariot, you could say, and not drive it with my mind based on fear and control. And I should do this and I should do that. I just sort of cut the ropes and, and let it go. And when I came back from India a year and a half later, you know, I discovered that, you know, there were just a handful of people in, in America at that time who, who had uh, any knowledge of Ayurveda. You know, myself and David Frawley and Dr. Joshi and Dr. Ladd and, and uh, 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 Bobby Sabota. There was, you know, just a handful of us. And mm-hmm. we, you know, were the ones who've been doing it for the longest time. So all of a sudden I fell into, uh, you know, a situation where, you know, there was a huge demand to, to learn Ayurveda from the people. And I had this great experience where I learned enough to be able to share it. Wonderful. And John, student loans is what I think about a lot these days, because I recently completed my MBA degree from the University of British Columbia. So I'm glad that I'm not alone in this journey. <laughs> Thanks a lot for sharing your story. And with that, we arrive at the final round for today's episode, the Wisdom Round, which is a rapid-fire round that contains just four questions. Are you ready? I am ready. Great. What is the best advice that someone's ever given you? I think the best advice that I got was that, it was a quote from the Upanishads, that the pain and the fear are directly across from the bliss. And the reason for the pain and the fear is to get your attention. So you can go to the pain and to the fear and through the pain and through the fear, and access who you truly are, and let yourself out. Again, you know that these obstacles are the opportunities. Name a personal habit that you'd like to recommend for our listeners. I think the personal habit, I think, would be exercise. Whether it be yoga or exercise, I think this body was designed to move. And a sedentary lifestyle is a dangerous lifestyle. So I think that would be one that I would highly recommend is employ, employ exercise into your life. And this beautifully transitions into the next question that I wanted to ask you is, what is your morning ritual like? You know, I wake up in the morning, have a nice wake up, wash my face, have a glass of water, and then I go and I sit down and I, I breathe and I meditate, sometimes for 10 minutes and sometimes for 20 minutes. And that's how I start my day. And then when the, then I get the kids up and get them ready, well, then I'll go in, I'll shower and get ready. I actually do this technique of oil pulling, mm-hmm. which I, is a technique where you put oil in your mouth and you swish it around. And, and it sounds weird, but uh, there's some pretty good science that shows that it's great for your teeth, great for your gums, but it has that lipophilic effect we talked about to help pull and increase lymphatic flow in your brain. So I'm a big fan of uh, keeping the brain draining for sure. 
And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and then I go into, into a room while the kids are getting ready and I do some yoga and some simple exercise. And that's my morning routine. Now, I know this is going to be a hard question, but what is the most powerful book that you've ever read? You know, this is the hardest question for me because mm-hmm. uh, truth be told, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I'm not really a big reader. I am not a, a prolific reader either. I'm a slow, stable, slugger reader. And what I read is what's called PubMed. PubMed is where the National Institutes of Health publish all the journals. And what I read every day is journals. <laughs> it's boring, but I love that. I don't read novels. I don't read books. I don't read anybody else's books. Mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about learning what I'm learning from the science. And I know Ayurveda because I studied it. So all I do in my world, maybe it's very tunnel vision, is I just look at the ancient wisdom and I look at the science and I read that every single day. And I, and I understand that there's so many brilliant people out there writing and stuff, and I'm sure I could learn a ton. But I, I, I don't look up to do that. I don't seem to have the time. We have six children. I have just enough time to do this, and I'm so passionate about it. I don't feel like I'm missing a thing. I feel like I'm on the cutting edge of something so beautiful and so special that I don't really feel like I need to be inspired by other people's books. That sounds, I hope that doesn't sound selfish. It's a little embarrassing to say, but, but I have to say my favorite book is PubMed. Perfect. We'll add this up in the show notes. And action takers, once again, to access the show notes, visit my7chakras.com slash 105. That's my7chakras.com slash 105. And John, it was great having you on our show today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online. Yeah. Oh, totally grateful for my family. You know, when you have in, in your life, you have family. Someone that you you love, a family that you love, wife, children. And those are the opportunities for you to practice taking a risk to open the very delicate petals of your own personal flower and let the essence of you out without fear of judgment or criticism. And that's the practice of a family. And a lot of us don't take that opportunity and make use of it. We take it for granted and we just hold on, don't really love fully. But ask yourself, boy, are you loving your family fully? Are you loving your wife or your spouse fully? And if not, you know, make a list of the things you love about that person and lay down some neural pavement and act on that. That's the name of the game. You know, the game of life is to start acting on the most delicate and the most vulnerable and the most powerful part of yourself, which is your ability to be loving. And you can find me and, and read all my articles. We have over 700 videos and newsletters at lifespa.com. That's L-I-F-E-S-P-A, lifespa.com. And we have a really cool page for your listeners at lifespa.com slash chakras. And if you go there, you get 20% off our 28-day Ayurvedic challenge, which is really cool because it's a whole every day, 28 videos, 28 PDFs, 28 uh, audio uh, tracks to learn how to implement an Ayurvedic lifestyle into your life within a month. And, you, and that's a really cool offering, one of our favorite courses that we have. Also on that page, I have the uh, the short home cleanse free ebook I'll have available for you. We'll have the spring, winter, and summer grocery list available for you for free. And also that article on how to clean out your sagittal sinus and your brain. And also a link to our free monthly eating guide where we actually put out grocery lists, superfoods, recipes for every single month of the year for free to help you get reconnected to the circadian rhythms of eating in season. Like in the summer, every month there's different flowers that are harvested and we give you recipes and, and give you all the flowers that are actually edible 
in that month of the year throughout the summer. Very cool. And all the foods and superfoods. So if you want to get reconnected to nature and start eating with the seasons, you know, sign up for our free free monthly grocery list. It's called the Three Season Diet Challenge. And you can find all that at lifespa.com slash chakras. So there you go, action takers. Especially if you have listened up till now, that means you are committed to changing your life and you're really interested and excited to transform your life through Ayurveda. Then the next step is really simple for you to take. You just have to go to this site lifespa.com forward slash chakras and you have so many things so many goodies waiting right there for you to download for you to read for you to refer to you also have a laundry list of stuff that you can buy from the grocery so it's really simple for you you just have to go to lifespa.com forward slash chakras and take that action and change your life so john thank you so much for coming on our show informing us about the power of ayurveda and taking us one step closer to a human revolution my pleasure thank you so much for having me You're listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.